Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas. Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. (laughs) For another episode of Highly Enthused. Highly Enthused. Now with awkward pauses. (laughs) How are you today? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty good. I don't know. (laughs) How are you? Uh, I mean, in my notes here, I've written blah, blah, life, blah. (laughs) I feel like we all know what that means. (laughs) Um, To be completely honest, it's been a bit of a blue week, I would say. I'm kind of blaming the full moon and PMS as like mitigating factors in it, but it's also just been a grief thing as well i have a theory that it's when the seasons shift Mm. i find like it triggers lots of memories so it's the beginning of spring here in sydney traditionally a wonderful time of year (laughs) and like there's like a very specific smell in the air which is one of the most beautiful smells i think in the world which sydney just smells like jasmine and humidity shifts so you can smell like the freshness and there's sea salt in the air and sunscreen and it's like wonderful but it just uh it's a very nostalgic time I feel as well because you remember like all the springs that came before I'm like it's always made me nostalgic but now I think it's just an extra layer of sad as well under the nostalgia and like spring was the month that Al died he died um the very literally the last week of spring in 2018 and I think it's just, yeah, now, this time of year. And every transition that happened to me at the beginning of autumn when it started to get cold for the first time, it did it, and now it's just happening again. And You know, he was sick for so long that he's mm. sick in every season and, like, yeah. at a different stage of it. And so... Yeah, it's just he was sick for so long. Um, and it's just the smell is so triggered to memory and it, like, triggers all these memories that I just haven't remembered very much. Yeah. <laughs> so they feel really fresh. So yeah, it's just been, I just keep forgetting that it's like going to keep happening forever. And also I don't want it to not happen because then I've forgotten about him. <laughs> it's, it's a minefield, really. What are you doing to feel a bit better? Um, what am I doing? I did a lot of exercise last week to distract myself. So I went to Pilates a lot just because it's really painful and so for a solid 45 minutes I'm not thinking about anything except how much I hate doing Pilates (laughs) like I never enjoy it I'm always like I hate this I hate this I hate this I hate this and then afterwards I'm like I'm glad I did that and then I don't think about it again (laughs) oh and like cooking pasta and taking baths and going for walks and doing all the things you're supposed to do yeah I did also order on the bus home from Pilates on Friday night I was like fuck it I want a bottle of wine and I have wine but I was like I want a different bottle of wine ordered a bottle of wine and got it delivered to my house within two hours magical truly magical these are the times we live in yeah so you know that's the wave I'm riding at the moment I'm sorry you feel blue yeah, there's times, right? It is what it is. And I think, like, you mentioned that last year your general mood was, like, a lot lower. So you had, 
you know, your, your down moments didn't feel so disruptive or like yeah, it was deep. Just... And now that your mood is like generally higher, which is good, but it means when you're lower, exactly. it's exactly. more lower, <laughs> lower yeah. than you <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, I've like kind of found my equilibrium to an extent, but yeah, it just means when the wave happens, it's like, and I've fallen into a pit of despair from yeah. a higher height than I was in before. Anyway, so that's just got to Sit in it sometimes, I guess. Wallow around. Wallow around. Yeah. Splashy, splishy, splashy. <laughs> splishy, splashy, indeed. <laughs> what have you been up to this last week? Um. Well, I've just been chasing deadlines like a little whippet around the park <laughs> chasing a slice of pizza. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's been good to be busy again. Just, yeah, just ramped up, which is exciting. But yep. um, a little scary when you're trying to ease out of it. <laughs> But yeah, I just feel like spring is my time. <laughs> spring is my time to be excited about Sydney again. Yeah, rekindle the romance. Rekindle the romance. Especially your head into its flowery bushes. Yeah, just stealing <laughs> flowers left, right, and center. Filling my house with sprigs of stolen jasmine, which makes me happy. It's truly the best smell in the world. It is. And very potent. A tiny sprig really perfumes a large area. Yeah. <laughs> What have we been eating? All right. So I have a double whammy of a recipe today. So I have a dish that I ate in a restaurant and then found a recipe to recreate it. So everyone gets to enjoy this no matter where you are. This is, I don't know if I can outdo myself ever again. So the recipe or the dish is cacio e pepe chickpeas. Your two favorite things. I know. So if... (laughs) If we ever one day decide to end Highly Enthused, it will be safe in the knowledge that I have successfully (laughs) provided you all with every possible way (laughs) to eat and prepare and consume legumes. This one is a particularly decadent. I would not recommend this as a weekday dish. Um, So context is a few months ago, just after lockdown had sort of first eased in Sydney and we could go back to eating in restaurants a little bit. There's this wonderful restaurant called Alberto's. It's an Italian place in Surrey Hills. I hadn't been there before. Really wanted to check it out. And we went in and I saw on the menu, cacio e pepe chickpeas. And I was like, this is it. This is my dish. (laughs) This is the dish I've been searching for. peak Sophie. Forever on menus (laughs) and never found. (laughs) And it was... It was as delicious as I hoped it was going to be. I can't lie. It is so creamy. I don't know how they managed to emulsify the sauce the way they did without the pasta water, but... It's butter. (laughs) It's all butter. See, you know too many secrets about the (laughs) restaurant industry. Claire, my sister, also told me, she's like, the reason things taste so good is this... 10 times the amount of salt and 10 times the amount of butter that you would ever put at home. Literally. It's (laughs) not a joke that it's 10 times. (laughs) So, okay. Lots of butter, but it's like the, you get the like chickpeas that they like perfectly cooked. So you've got this delicious like bite to them and chew to them. And then the delicious cacio peppery sauce. And you just like spoon them up into your mouth and you pretend you're going to share with people, but you pretty much eat the whole thing. At least that was what I did. Um, and I will be honest, by the time they arrived at the table, I was fairly boozed. So the details are somewhat lost on me, but I just remember being in total heaven and being like, I have to come back and eat this again. But then in a total moment of serendipity, I was on The Guardian, as always, looking at their food column, and Ottolenghi had published a collection of chickpea recipes, and one of them was a recipe for buttery parmesan braised chickpeas, which obviously piqued my interest immediately. And he said it's 
said in the description it's inspired by cacio e pepe. I was like, fantastic. Bought this enormous bag of dried chickpeas in my COVID panic buy. <laughs> Finally, I will get to use them up. So it does require soaking the dried chickpeas, which I know is annoying. We've literally never done that. I know, it's annoying. I don't I don't have any recommendations beyond it. Some people think you can like power cook them in like a pressure cooker or boil them on the oh, stove. Yeah. I don't know. Never tried it. I did the soak. You soak the chickpeas and then it uses parmesan rinds that you have in the freezer. It has eight cloves of garlic. It's it has, a lot of garlic. It's a lot of garlic. How many chickpeas how much chickpeas for that garlic? It is three hundred grams of dried chickpeas. That's so a lot. it's quite a large serve. So you could definitely half this serving size I reckon but I mean you don't want to because you want to eat it all yeah yeah so you just saute the garlic pretty quickly in like a big dutch oven in oil throw in the chickpeas parmesan rind water bicarb soda to help it um sort of break down and a big whack of cracked pepper and then you throw it in the oven braise it for like an hour and 15 minutes take it out add the salt then yeah there's something about if you're putting salt to not that i've ever done this but i, I think samin nazirat said this yeah if you put the salt in too early it stops them cooking like it stops them becoming soft interesting yeah. i thought it was a faff but i always follow oddling recipes correctly mm. the first time at least and then adjudicate whether there were necessary steps at the end so yes yeah, so you take it out put in some salt put it back into the oven for another half an hour and then once you're done you take it out and then it's basically kind of like you're making risotto essentially you throw in all up it's 100 grams of cold cubed butter and 65 grams of grated parmesan i think <laughs> it's a lot so you do like a couple of cubes of butter and a little bit of parmesan and mix it until it's all emulsified more butter more Ooh, parmesan delicious. keep mixing until it's all done another huge whack of cracked pepper and then at the end he does this really quick sauteed spinach and parsley and these pickled chilies mm. to top it with and a little bit of the pickling yeah i feel like he juice. needs to be pickled with this richness yeah he says if you can't be bothered to do the pickled chili you can just do a big squeeze of lemon which would also be good but i think you need the vinegar yeah. like that real pickly puckery kind of whack of heat at the end but oh my god yeah. it is so decadent it sounds decadent uh, definitely a crowd pleaser. If you've got anyone who doesn't eat meat, this is a surefire winner. Yum. What have you been eating this week? Well, sucked into those who thought I was done with donuts, but <laughs> not this week. This week is another donut week. Donut themed podcast. <laughs> I know. So I had this weird thing. The reason I went to this bakery, not the reason, but the impetus for me going was... I was at a bar class. I came out, put my black strappy Birks on, which like everyone has. Realized it weren't my Birkenstocks. Like <laughs> oh, someone had no. left the gym in my shoes. And you know if they're not yours because they mold to your feet like yeah. perfectly. Like yeah. that shoe is committed to your foot. Yeah. <laughs> this <Molded>. monogamy. Shoe <laughs> monogamy. And so you know instantly when they're not yours. Anyway, the really lovely stuff. Texted everyone who was in my class and was like, hey, someone's taken the wrong books. They you might know. feel a bit funny. You should know. You yeah. know it's you. <laughs> and someone was like, yes, these do feel a bit funny. Actually, I think I did and brought them back. So while I was waiting for her to come back, I was like, just going to duck up to this little bakery I've been wanting to go to for ages on King Street in Newtown called Komiko. That's C-O-M-E-C-O. It's this little Japanese bakery, which 
really reminded me of this place I, I recommended in our uh, Tokyo and LA travel episode. Oh yeah. A couple of seasons ago called Haritz, which is in Yoyogi in Tokyo. And it's just so Japanese and so precise, which I love. So they make baked goods, which are all gluten, dairy free and vegan. So if you have allergies, like the whole bakery was started because the owner has all these crazy allergies <laughs> yeah. um, and just couldn't find anything you know, delicious in the bakery aisle that she wanted to eat. So a lot of it is rice based. They Mm -hmm. make this kind of like rectangle brick, very (laughs) sharp, sharp edged block of rice bread, which is so fluffy. It's like wonder white fluffy, but has this crisp kind of shell on it. I love Japanese baked goods where they're like, it is exactly a square. We have measured it. It is the perfect square. (laughs) Yeah, when you cut it, it's like a slab of square bread. But the reason I went was their sourdough nuts, which is made with a sourdough starter made from organic brown rice, which is cool. And the texture is just so interesting. Like, I had one directly from the fryer, so it was still really crisp and a little bit warm, which is the ideal moment to eat a donut. Um, (laughs) And a little bit like chewy and fudgy from this rice flour almost like bagel like i guess but more of a donut it's not glutinous rice is it like you know how glutinous rice products like mochi can have that kind of Mm, chewy texture it's still it's pretty light like it's not like heavy like Mm -hmm. that glutinous feeling it was iced in this organic beautiful pink raspberry icing and it was just a real moment Um, they have other filled donuts like this was just a ring one but they have some filled with and this is all vegan like salted caramel custard matcha custard coffee custard all the custards passion fruit curd and it's just so perfect like I think they're all fried to order Mm. they're just so delicious you have to eat them on the day you order them they say on their website or they will turn as hard as rocks (laughs) so (laughs) the next day so you want to eat them like immediately they're a a temporal treat yeah exactly they change with the winds it just really took me back to Tokyo and I was just floated back to the gym on a cloud got my Birks back was very happy about it I really recommend it. It's on the south end of King. It's called Komiko Foods. And yeah, it was just heaven. I don't even like donuts that much, but you've really made me want to eat donuts of the last two episodes. I mean, who doesn't like donuts for one? They're just, they're fine, you know? They're so good. I think you just can't have an average donut. Like, you just need to go to the high the high peak of good donuts okay well i'll go next time i do pilates and hopefully no one steals my tethers but i'll just use it as an excuse to go and get a sour donut like skip the bloody berry donut van okay which is Ooh, shit. controversial <laughs> throwing down the gauntlet which is not good and okay. go to small talk and go to comico okay well, and live lot. happily ever after <laughs> <laughs> with my rice donut what have you been read watching or listening to okay I am continuing this theme of 2020 of discovering pop culture classics that everyone has known about for multiple decades. That's okay. Like, you just cannot be up to date with all things at all time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I'm 20 years late to this one. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when this first came out, I was 12 and it wasn't. I wasn't really the target audience. Um, but I'm watching The Sopranos. Oh, it's so good. You've watched it? Yes. Okay, well, that's great. If I hadn't already started, I would take that as a big endorsement. I have been meaning to watch it for like 10 years. It's, you know, been on the list, but it's really hard to find a place to stream it in Australia. Like it's not available. And I was looking on YouTube, or sorry, on iTunes 
to rent it. And I was like, $35 a season? Like, it just seemed absurd. That is absurd. Well, I might be making it up. But it was an amount of money that I was not comfortable with, having <laughs> never seen an episode. But then I found out that there's yet another streaming service had started um, in Australia. Just what we all need. <laughs> another one. But this one's called Binge, and it has, like, all the HBO shows. And sneaky extra hot tip, if you're a Telstra customer, you can get three months free. So I was like, mm, fuck it, I'm going to sign up. If you get through the whole of The Sopranos in three months, I'll be very, like, impressed. Look, I'm already behind. <laughs> I'm only halfway through season one. But guys, I don't know if you know this, but it's really good. <laughs> Turns out everyone was right. It's exceptional. So good. Come for the donuts, stay for the really up-to-the-minute cultural critiques, guys. Do you think um, I should call my baby Meadow? <laughs> I was actually literally considering that. I was like, it's actually a cool name. Meadow is a sick name. I mean, you, why not? Go for it. I don't know enough about the character yet to recommend whether that's a positive or not. Watch this space, everyone. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I'm halfway through season one. If you are also very late to this party or you've never really engaged with The Sopranos as a TV show, um, I'll give you a quick synopsis of the premise. It follows this New Jersey mob boss named Tony Soprano. The best part about it, or the sort of opening gambit, is you start the first episode and he is having his first therapy session following what it turns out was a panic attack. He collapses at a barbecue uh, out of nowhere, goes and has all these scans and then um, gets referred to a psychiatrist for therapy and Such a medication. It's fabulous. The bit where she stops him at the beginning, she's like, I'll just hold you right there. I'll just let you know that if I believe anyone is going to get harmed, it is like my duty to report that to the police. <laughs> anyway, look, the episodes are very long. There are six whole seasons. The intro is, is so lengthy. Every <laughs> so time. So lengthy. Back when prestige television was watched on a weekly basis and there was no skip intro button, mm -hmm. so you had to really nestle into it uh but it is fantastic and i will report back on my progress i'll let you know how i'm going i mean what better time than now to just like dive into old series well guys i hate to tell you but all the tv production was paused so there is gonna be a big gap for new shows coming back so we may as well dive into the archives <laughs> and that is what i'm doing i'm just walking into various like pop culture discourses like decades late and being like uh-huh cool this is what everyone's been talking about this is good so what about you what have you have you been reading watching or listening i've been reading i've got a book rep hit me with it sophie mccombs on the books on the books <laughs> for once <laughs> um so i've been reading a new book by molly weisenberg mm -hmm. you may have stumbled across her awesome blog which she doesn't really upkeep anymore but it's called Yes, called Orange Jet. I read it since like 2009. Same. It's awesome. So good. And she actually taught the food memoir seminar that I right. went to last year in Santa Fe in New Mexico. So I was like very excited to read her new memoir. It's her third memoir. She's like 40 and she's got three books about her life already. Amazing. She has lived a lot of life. <laughs> um, the first two books... The first one is called A Homemade Life, mm -hmm. and it's about her relationship with her father and food. And the second one is about opening a restaurant with her husband, who she met through the blog. And this is called The Fixed Stars, and it's about her realizing that she's gay after developing this like debilitating crush on a lawyer while on jury duty. And she ended up kind of like dismantling her whole life as a heterosexual wife and mother um, to really unravel these feelings that she was feeling. Like it just 
completely threw her off course. And yeah, she spends the book like uncovering these layers of herself that she never knew were there. Like, it's not like she feels like she repressed anything or she was like closeted the whole time or anything like that. It really blindsided her as she describes, like it was just like this slap in the face of attraction. And she spends some of the book like really digging into the theory about this, about like queerness and sexuality. She describes like late nights Googling, like late onset lesbianism. (laughs) Um, And it's quite uh, like, as a reader of her her life, like she's a memoir writer, where she's played in this very comfortable, very calm, pretty space of food and love and restaurants and la la la. And this book just changes everything. Like it's Amazing. this whole refreshing wave of newness for Molly, which was really brave. Like I think, you know, when you've chronicled your life so publicly in blogs and books and everything, to feel brave and empowered enough to just tell this side of the story, which is very different is fantastic and yeah I loved it I found it to be like scary like you're on the floor with her at 2am having a panic attack because you don't know what's happening to your brain like that's what she describes having this anxiety about the whole thing um and it must be fascinating for her like you said you've read her life so you've seen like all these versions of her story that she's told and for her to look back on her own the truths that she thought were true at the time and were true at the time and then to have this this new piece of information about yourself come in and make you look at like what were the stories I was telling and why and and what purpose did they serve me like it's fascinating Mm, and she does look back at like she describes her marriage in her second book as really great and Mm. then she describes it in this book as actually filled with cracks like and red flags and things like that which is interesting and yeah there's no food in it like if Mm -hmm. you go to this book looking for the delicious cookie recipes that she's written about in her past books you won't find it but Mm. I yeah I was really drawn in and excited for her that she she felt you know, brave enough and excited mm. enough to tell a story and such a vulnerable position to put yourself in, but yeah. so what a gift to everyone as well. Exactly. And her I think this story has been told a little bit, but not a lot about women um leaving their, you know, um hetero partners for other women and mm. especially mothers. Mm. That aspect is not not examined at all. And she really digs into her relationship about explaining this with her daughter. Yeah. Um, which is tough and yeah, it's a great read. It's called The Fixed Stars by Molly Weisenberg. Great. And do read her other books too, because they are fabulous. And yeah. I almost wish I recommended them in my comfort um, books last yeah. <laughs> last season because they're beautiful. But yeah, this is great read too. Wonderful. Buy or do? Um, I bought this week. I What'd bought this buy? week. Well, so <laughs> I got my face lasered a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a ridiculous thing to have done, but I am in my early middle age and I am vain and I spent my tax return money frivolously. What can I say? <laughs> so Looking I, glowy. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm not wearing any makeup today. This is my... Really? No makeup. This is just my face now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I paid for. It's a great face. Um, so that's not the recommendation. I will not recommend minor uh, cosmetic procedures on the podcast, but do what you will. If you send me a DM, I'll tell you what I had. Um, <laughs> but the recommendation is instead for the ridiculous bucket hat I purchased to protect my newly pearly skin from the UV rays that I should have been protecting them from. Is this the time when I get back to you for paying me out about bucket hats? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
yes. Heard it here first. <laughs> so I bought them from this brand called Wellington Factory. And I have to shout out uh, our friend Anna, who at this point is kind of the secret third host of this podcast. Uh, she recommended them to me. She has two of them. And on her, they look very chic. She looks very elegant and cool, jaunting around and these like, it's almost like an A-line bucket hat. Ooh. Like it doesn't have a seam where the brim and the crown meet. It's just like one piece. And then the edge has like wire in it so you can reshape it. Oh yeah. So it looks really cool. It looks really chic. It comes in beige, taupe, mustard, and black. I got it in the beige color and I love it. And I kind of mean this next description as a compliment to the hat, but on me, it definitely gives off a real middle-aged lady who gardens a lot and wears comfortable clogs and loves hand cream and grows beautiful roses energy that's not a bad life no I feel like this might coast me through into my 60s comfortably um I hope that it's giving off that vibes because I'm currently combining it with like my denim uh, like wrap coat and my tethers and that if I combine it with like a bikini and a sundress it might seem a little bit more fresh and youthful but uh it's fine it's fine either way and it's a good solid hat purchase that has kept my face protected and you know and I think that key. bucket hats stick on your head which mm. is good like little the straw things like don't Bloaters. so annoying oh those like little felt hats that everyone in Bondi who's moved home from LA is wearing now no yeah no these are yeah. cool. There's a cool mustard color. Yeah, the mustard. You'd look great in them. Mm. It's it's a great hat. Um, so they're Wellington Factory. I found them on Instagram. Having now purchased them, I get lots of targeted ads for similar bucket hats. So I'm probably going to grow my collection and you can continue to mock me. So what have you done this week? Bought or do or both or? Well, I actually pre-ordered this book like in April. <laughs> um, it is now ago. September 7 or like by the time this comes out, September 9. And it's just arrived. (laughs) It took a very long time. But it's this cookbook called The Carter's Cookbook. It's produced by twins Harry and Carter Ware, Uh W-E-R-E. You might follow their Instagram account. If you don't, you should, called Ware Bros. Uh And Harry's Harriet lives in Federal in the Byron Hinterland. And... You know, this Instagram account is very, like, bucolic and delicious. Lots of, like, steamed lemon pudding and, like, frittatas and (laughs) yum things. But Carter wrote the recipes and Harry actually took the photos. Beautiful photos. The book is just filled with this simple food, like yummy greens and curds on toast, chewy chocolate cookies, something called pumpkin cheese, which is this pumpkin, rice and cheddar sort of like cake, (laughs) which sounds cool. These really beautiful, simple salads, mulberry crostata. Yum. Yum. Just also wholesome and real food and just... If I was, like, living in federal, this is all I'd want to eat. <laughs> or all I'd want someone to cook for me. The design of it is great. It's really simple. It's sewn together and, you know, lies flat when you open it. It's, like, yeah. great, that great binding. And it comes in this, like, PVC clear jacket. Amazing. Um, so you can splash it with all your bolognese sauce <laughs> and it won't get dirty. It gives it this really cool zine feel, which Amazing. I really like. It feels like 
a nice family project it rather than of, this like glossy cookbook. I've seen photos of it and it kind of looks like, like a community cookbook. Yeah. Like, you know how like your primary school would put it together or like a, a women's club or something. It's great. It's just not pretentious. Mm. Like they just put the food in there that they really like to eat, not tricking it up at all. Mm. Like there's a recipe for Anzac biscuits in there. Like a little bit women's weekly, but like <laughs> cool Byron. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> the Venn diagram between Women's <laughs> Weekly and Hippies in Byron Bay yeah. is this cookbook. It's a very small niche. But it's great. They're doing another pre-order. You know, it might arrive in February. But right. um, get on it. It's the Carter's Cookbook. And we will link to it in our newsletter, highlyenthused.substack.com. Get on that newsletter train. It's where the good stuff is every mm-hmm. single week. All right. What is it time for? The Fast Five. Fast Five. And we will make it fast. Yeah, we will. I'm going to see how fast I can do it. Oh, on your marks. Okay, go. Number one is a really good keep cup. It is the Husky keep cup. I need a new keep cup. Spelled H-U-S-K-E-E. I have had this for years. I bought it at a coffee shop that I used to work around the corner from Sample. You can buy it in heaps of cafes. You can order it online. I think it was $18. Hmm. Really cheap. Um, Comes in small, medium, and really large. Um, It is made from the waste husk left over from the production of coffee. Yes, I have seen these. Yes, and it has a really cool design. So the exterior, it's all molded in one piece. So there's the interior um, cavity where the coffee is held, but the exterior has these ribs. So it means you don't need like a coffee sleeve. You know, if you have like a long black, it can get really Mm. hot. Um, The ribs actually protect your hand from the heat of the coffee cup. It's wonderful. It doesn't smash in your handbag like the glass one I once had that did that. Um, But yeah, they're durable, super well-priced. You can get them in a cream color or a black color, last forever, which is what you want. And you can buy them at a bunch of cafes. Include a link to the website where you can get them from. So that is a Husky Keep Cup. Number two, Instagram vintage homeware shops have taken over my Instagram feed. Seriously, they've taken over the world. Like it's like every day spawns three more. Three, four, five more. And I love all of them. So I'm specifically talking about homewares, not furniture. Furniture is a whole other breed of (laughs) shop. So I bought a few weeks ago this really great smoky gray serving platter. Um, It was like 30 bucks. And I got it from this store called Other Finds on Instagram. And then the algorithm just went to work and has delivered me so many other good ones. So Other Finds is based, I think, near Byron. Um, then there's Hand-Me-Downs, Homewares, Nabulani, Recycled Scraps. I think all three of those are based in Melbourne. Um, I want you to think like lots of vintage glassware, small trays and platters, candlesticks, vases, weird ceramics, little like object trays that you throw your keys in when you come in the door. All of those things. Usually pretty cheap. Usually shipping's not that expensive. I love how they style them all. Mm. Like, they all make a really good effort to make the wares look expensive when they probably bought them for, like, $3 from Vinny's. Oh, I mean, you could definitely buy these things from a good op shop, but they've done the work for you. And it's just, if you're going to buy homewares, buy them secondhand from a small business that's stuck in lockdown, you know? Feel good Mm. about your purchases. Um, So we'll include links to all of those ones, but I promise you, follow one and you'll end up following 20. It's just (laughs) what's going to happen. Okay, my third recommendation is another classic Sophie recommendation. If you are friends with me, I will have recommended this app to you. It is the Clue app. 
Yes, I have this. So I have been using this app for about six years now, I think. It's a and lot so, of data about your period. I know. So it's a period tracking app. Back in the, when I was looking for it, it was literally the only one I could find that was not about getting pregnant. Because mm. so many of these apps were fertility apps and they were all about teaching you like when you were most fertile. And I was like 26 and I did not want to be fertile. <laughs> I would not care. So it's just been so useful. It just has like a really simple interface. Like you can track your period. You can track all sorts of stuff your mood your energy levels like whatever you can think of you can track basically and it's just been really like honestly it's taught me so much about my own body because I just put things in and then it shows you the patterns that they found um, and I just felt like not to overuse the word empowering it does feel empowering to know that I have all of this information about my own body and that I'm across it and aware of it so that's the clue app there is a free version and a paid version I don't know how much the paid version is because I as I said I have had this for six years and I just yeah I don't think you need the paid version the free is fine yeah number four is a little treat I purchased myself the other week actually I've been looking for some gold hoops that I can just wear every day and not take out I have just plain sleepers but I wanted something that was just a little bit nicer a little bit bigger so they're 14 karat gold. They're from this sort of direct-to-consumer jewelry brand called Majuri. Uh-huh. These were cheaper than a lot of other gold. They weren't the cheapest things I've ever purchased. They were $245, which is not cheap, but compared to other gold brands that I'd seen, they were really reasonably priced. Yeah. And I saved up for them. I actually put money away every pay cycle, which I haven't done in a really long time. And I just wanted them to be gold because I'm fucking lazy and I don't want to have to remember to take them out of my ears when I shower or swim. Oh, so they don't tarnish them. Yeah. So nice. that's why I got those. That was a bit of a treat for myself. And then number five, the last thing I have is my current favorite weird YouTube obsession to soothe my myself too whenever I'm stressed. This is becoming a niche of yours. It's great. Batzilla the bat. Batzilla the bat. More <laughs> bat content. I love bats. Okay, so is this a very weird YouTube rabbit hole? Yes. Is it worth it? Also yes. It is <laughs> So cute. Basically, it is a bat rescue center in Queensland. And the videos are all of these bats who've been rescued from, like, fruit netting and, like, attacks. And they've, like, they're all, like, injured bats who are wrapped up in towels to stop (laughs) them from moving. And they're being fed bananas, usually. And then off camera, you can hear this very soothing voice of this Australian woman being like, Now, this is Harry the bat. (laughs) Harry was rescued from, from fruit netting. He was eating a papaya. Got tangled up. Now Harry's been here for two weeks. It's just like the most soothing comment in the world. It's a long story. Basically, the guy that I'm dating rescued a bat, fell down a hole of being obsessed with bats, and then showed it to me. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. And then I was like, No, I'm wrong. I do want to watch this. This is the best content. Like the videos have titles like Gentle Harry the Bat Knows We Are Here to Help (laughs) and Great Cheeks of Banana. They are cute. They're like little puppies. She describes them as puppies with wings. They're so cute. Anyway, so that is Batzilla the Bat. Highly recommend. You will end up wanting to save all of the bats. From Katui Peppy Chickpeas to Badzilla the Bat. I am a woman of fairy taste. What a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your fast five? Okay, I have a really good smoothie recipe. Delicious. So this is inspired by this cafe I used to go to heaps, which doesn't exist anymore, but I used to order it like three times a week because it was in my office building. <laughs> and it's banana, a shot of espresso. <laughs> is this a smoothie or a coffee drink? I didn't, so it's both. <laughs> a spoonful of nut butter, like 
I've had peanut butter, I've had almond butter, cashew butter, like any nut butter you want. Mm -hmm. Half a cup of rolled oats and a little bit of milk, like to make it a smoothie. I think this is a milkshake. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little bit of cinnamon. It's so good. If you just get bored of like your coffee every morning, which I don't, I love my coffee. Um, It's just so yum. Like banana and espresso is not something one thinks of naturally. I know. Takes true creativity to come up with something like this. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's really good. It's just like creamy and nutty and cinnamony and banana-y. It's like a banana smoothie, but like on, on crack. Yeah. And the oats just blend up into nothing. Like you, there's no grittiness. It's great. I'm calling it the bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I just made that up then. Wonderful. Okay, right. number two is I'm finding this very funny because you've been talking about this place for ages and yep. it's in your suburb. I know, I feel a little bit territorial right now. I just feel like I have to get out of the West. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's this great Thai restaurant in Coogee called Sugarcane. It is great. Yeah, it's like long grain. I know. I love that both your friend Heather and I have both told you about it and you were skeptical of both of us. I said it to the I said it to the girls at work. They're like, what are you doing tonight? I was like, I'm going to Coogee for Thai. And they're like, why are you going to Coogee for Thai? I'm like, yeah, it's unexpected. But there's this really good restaurant there that everyone keeps telling me about. And far out, it's delicious. It is so good. Like, it's very refined, mm-hmm. but it's, like, casual. Mm. We just got takeaway because I honestly can't get a booking at any restaurant these days, <laughs> like, less than a week's notice. We had this, like, just melt-apart Wagyu beef rendang, this really delicious fried chicken. I hear the beetle leaves are really delicious. They are. Raw fish on them. It's just, honestly, it was, like, long grain, which I love and I've missed a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's um, so exceptional. The wine list is really good. It's always really busy and full and fun, which is rare for Coogee other than the fucking <laughs> It's great. Just like get around it. <laughs> Sugarcane in Coogee. Everyone, it's officially mulberry season. The best season. Secret season. Best secret season because they're everywhere. They are everywhere. Staining and our pavements, dirtying our laundry. <laughs> yeah, they're so fun to pick and find. Mm-hmm. I get so excited when I find a rogue mulberry bush just on the street somewhere. Yeah. There is a map. Which has mapped all the mulberry bushes, or like a lot of mulberry bushes and a lot of other things like figs and street rosemary, which I know you're a fan of. Never pay for rosemary, guys. (laughs) No, literally. And all the mulberry trees, it's called fallingfruit.org. If you live in Melbourne, if you live anywhere, like all over the world, it's like crowdsourced. The notes are so funny. It's like overhanging mulberry tree, but they pick them really early, so get in fast. (laughs) It's just little funny notes from everyone. So yeah, check out Falling Fruit and let me know what you make with mulberry because such a short but great season. I just eat them by the handful. I just throw them in my mouth. Also a great way so to eat delicious. them. <laughs> my next one is a playlist thanks to the guys at the excellent Friday 14 newsletter. It's called Music to Bathe to Volume 2. <laughs> I don't actually bathe to this because I watch TV while I'm bathing <laughs> or I read a book. Just really good you're a bit stressed and just need to calm down yeah it's like very soothing but also like low-key upbeat oh good <laughs> yeah you know what doesn't, I mean? doesn't put you into a coma it's not classical yeah it's like chill music and it's really modern and i love it so Great. get around it music to bathe to my last recommendation is one for the non-alcos out there <laughs> <laughs> my people it's called easy tea it's something i just discovered literally yesterday <laughs> They have it at Ragazzi, but it's an iced tea brand, which is super new, and it's created by the manager of Cirrus, which is a restaurant in Barangaroo. And just, I've realized sometimes it's really nice to drink something that's not carbonated. (laughs) 
Do you know what That's I mean? True. Well, I mean, I don't know this feeling because I'm obsessed with my soda stream. Yeah, you just got a soda stream. Everything you drink is <laughs> carbonated. So many non-alcoholic beverages are carbonated. They're all carbonated. Yeah. Like it's a lot of gas to be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this this brand is great. They have really good flavors. It's really simple, like strawberry basil, so nice at it, just over ice garnished with a slice of cucumber, green tea and elderflower. It's a classic peach. And there's a chamomile, lime, and a lychee. You can buy them off their website. Even, I mean, you could splash a bit of gin in it (laughs) if you wanted this summer. (laughs) It's really, really tasty. Well, this summer, you won't be pregnant anymore. Yeah, I know. I planned it really well. So (laughs) it's going to be great. But yeah, Easy Tea, great little brand and it's brand new. So support them. Okay, guys, you know the drill. If you want to get more content from us in between episodes, you can follow us at Highly Enthused on Instagram. You can sign up for our newsletter at highlyenthused.substick.com or you can write us love letters, highlyenthused at gmail.com. We have been getting the nicest messages lately. We have been. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for being so nice. Yeah, really appreciate. I know. Well, I'll see you soon, but I'll, we'll talk to you soon, guys. See ya. Bye.